Love that. We want to be a Holy Spirit church. We want the Spirit to be moving. Amen? So uh, we're not going to move away from that. We're just going to ask Him to, to do what He does. And uh, uh, He uses His Word. And so would you get your Bibles and go with me to uh, Jonah chapter 4. If you don't have a Bible, you'll notice that our ushers are coming around. Uh, you can just get their attention. They would love to give you a Bible. And uh, you, if you don't own a Bible, would you just consider that a gift? Take it home with you, and you can read it. Come on back next week. We love to study uh, the Bible together. We believe that God wrote a book. And uh, hey, hey we're, we are asking the Holy Spirit to use this. And so just a reminder, uh, the, the, when, when, we're, when we're getting up here, we preach God's Word. The sermon is not some static thing. You're not just an audience, okay? We're asking God to work here, and He might speak to you. And uh, if God is moving you to respond, then we would encourage you. Let's just interact with that. And uh, ways that we do that, we do that in our small groups. We do that in the discussion time. We get around God's Word together. How is God moving you to respond? And, and, and you can also go to our next steps. There's a place there. Respond to the sermon. We want to be interacting with God's Word. Uh, but we're going to finish Jonah today. You guys, you guys been enjoying the story of Jonah? It's a great story, isn't it? And uh, all, the, all the favorite stories, they, they've all got some sort of crisis and tension, and then there's kind of this resolution and a happy ending, or at least most of our uh, stories end in, in a happy ending, right? We, we like those. In Jonah chapter 3, uh, last week we saw, it was there, that was the, uh, the, the climax. That, it, was, it was building, you felt that tension. God was saying, hey, 40 more days, and this place is going to be destroyed and so so the people are all repenting and you you got it counting down the days and the tension is building and the, the question is will God show mercy and by the time we got to the end of chapter 3 verse 10 the answer was yes he does this is awesome that God would do this this, this, this is that moment of, of resolution and when there is resolution when there is victory it's time to celebrate, right? When, when, when Rocky wins, when, when Tom Hanks gets the girl, or, or when Cinderella marries the prince, uh, that's the, you, you get excited about that. Uh, a couple weeks ago, my kids and I, we were watching uh, Karate Kid, and, and we finally get to the end. The tension's all building, and, 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 and you see the part where Daniel's son finally knocks Johnny down, and he wins the tournament. Nobody is sitting down in my house. We're all jumping up and excited because it's, 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 this is the happy ending. It's time to celebrate. And so at the end of Jonah chapter 3, this should have been the point where everybody's worshiping God, everybody's celebrating and rejoicing. This should have been a happily ever after. But look at uh, chapter 4, verse 1. Here's Jonah's reaction. But it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was angry. Really, dude? I mean, come on, man. Like, what, what is your problem? Like, it, 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 okay, so this is kind of uh, uh, appalling to us because everybody else is excited and you're raining on the parade here. You are ruining the happy ending because you got to have a bad attitude. Did anybody ever have a bad attitude when things don't go their way? Does this happen to you? Like, I know, like, okay, so I'm the only one who ever, ever has a bad attitude. I'm so thankful for my wife. Because I can get into some bad moods at times. I actually told her that this morning. Really thankful that you stick with me through all of my crankiness. And does this ever happen to you where you're in a bad mood and everybody else is having a good time? Everybody else is excited. Everybody else is happy. Uh, but you're just 
miserable. And I don't know, like sometimes when I feel that way, I just want everybody else to know that I'm not happy and I want everybody else to be as miserable as I am. And the fact that everybody else is having a good time and I'm the only one that's, that just makes me even more cranky. You know what I'm talking about? What's the problem? What's the problem? Well, well there's, a, there's a story of a man who was on a plane and uh, uh, the, there was, the stewardess was coming by and she's giving the snacks. And I don't know if it was like uh, pretzels or peanuts or whatever. And, 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 and the guy gets, he gets his snacks and, and, you know, the snacks are open right next to him and he's on his phone and, you know, he's checking things out and he reaches over and he grabs uh, some, one of the snacks and then all of a sudden the guy next to him reaches over and takes some of the snacks out of the bag and, and starts eating. And this guy's like, what the heck are you doing? Like, why are you doing this? Like, he's getting so furious. He doesn't say anything because he's kind of in shock and appalled. How, how dare this guy do He didn't ask. That's like, what a jerk that he would do this. And he's, he's kind of fuming. And so just to make a point, he grabs some more snacks and, and eats them, hoping that this guy's going to get a hint. The guy does it again. And he just starts reaching. And they're kind of going back and forth until the bag's empty. And this dude is just fuming, mad. How dare this guy? Well, he finally gets off the plane, and, and he's out in the terminal, and, 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 you know, he's, he's tweeting about what a jerk he was sitting next to. And, and, and then he looks down in his luggage and he sees his bag of snacks and realized, whoops, <laughs> that guy had kind of shared and didn't say anything. Sometimes when we're fuming mad and when we're angry, when we think the problem is someone else, Maybe, just maybe, the problem isn't everybody else. Maybe the problem is me, right? That's Jonah right here in Jonah chapter 4. Jonah has a problem. It's kind of obvious for all of us, but here's the thing. Jonah made a wrong diagnosis. The problem is him, and he's got a heart problem. So if you want a big idea for this, uh, this text, here it is. Uh, this is a big idea this morning. A, a spiteful and self-centered heart is sick. Jonah's got a heart problem. And he needs a heart check is what he needs. And, and I know like most of us, we don't like to uh, uh, relate to Jonah. We don't think that we would have acted like that. And, and yet, if we're honest, uh, oftentimes we are much more like Jonah than we'd like to admit. Uh, and it's so easy to spot in others when, when you've got this kind of a heart problem, but it's, it's a lot harder to see it in ourselves. So we're just praying uh, that God would really help us because I think maybe possible that I, maybe you, need a heart check this morning. So why don't we just ask God uh, to help us as we d- dive into this. Father, would you, would you speak to us this morning? What a special thing that we could open up your word and hear from you. And Lord, we would confess that a lot of times we, we find ourselves cranky and irritable and angry and upset. Lord, we don't want to have a heart like this. And so I'm praying that even this morning you would check our hearts. God, we want to have hearts that are like yours. I just pray that you would show us your grace and your mercy again when we find ourselves in this place. And we give you praise. Thank you that you love us. Thank you that you're gracious and merciful. Speak to us now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, let me give you uh, two symptoms of a a spiteful, self-centered heart. You need a heart check this morning? Here here are two symptoms. Note this. Here's the first. When I just want to see people pay. 
When I just want to see people get what's coming to them. Here it is, Jonah chapter 4. Uh, follow along with me as I read. But it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was angry. And he prayed to the Lord, and he said, Oh Lord, and I, and I got to get like, you, you got to get like cranky voice in here. Is not this what I said when I was yet in my country? That is why I made haste to flee to Harshish. For I knew that you are a, a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and relenting from disaster. Therefore now, O Lord, please take my life from me. For it is better for me to die than to live. And the Lord said, really? Really? No, that's not what he, said. he said, do you do well to be angry? So uh, this, this word for angry uh, in the Hebrew literally means hot. Jonah was hot. He was fuming mad. I just want you to picture that cartoon. You know the cartoon where the guy's face like turns completely bright red and, and, and steam is just like pouring out of his ears? That's the word here. Jonah is furious. And, and, and we know that not all anger is wrong. Not all anger is sinful. But whenever you feel your head getting hot, it's time for a heart check. Better just like make sure that my heart is really in the right place. Now, righteous anger is where we see, uh, we're grieved by, by sin and injustice. We see people that are, are suffering, and, and because of that, we are moved to serve and to rescue and to act on someone else's behalf and to give grace. But can we just be honest? That's not normally what we get angry about, is it? Most of the time, I'm getting angry because my my kid's embarrassing me in the restaurant and he's not listening to me. Or, or, or my spouse says something to me and they just know that that was going to infuriate me. Or, or my boss gives un, un, unfair demands and they're, uh, they're just treating me like I, 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 I'm worth nothing. Or I get cut off in traffic. Or somebody says something stupid and offensive on, on Facebook and you just feel the blood pressure start to rise. Okay, so, so, so when we're getting uh, angry and we're focused on ourselves, not getting what I want, or not being treated the way I want, that's a, usually a pretty good indication uh, that my heart is not demonstrating righteousness and humility and wisdom. So we, we, we need to be careful here that when I am angry, I need a heart check. How, how is my heart? And Jonah is just giving God an earful here. And so I love what God does, verse 4. Uh, it says that God just kind of turns around and asks him a question. Do you do well? That word well could be translated good. Is it a good thing? He's asking Jonah for some moral justification. This is heart check. Heart check. Okay, Jonah, you tell me why you think you have a right to be angry. Come on, come on, tell me. Tell me why you think that your anger here is a good thing. Y'all think this is a good thing? Let, let's, let's vote, okay? Uh, we're just going to survey just a minute because I just want to see if we're all on the same page here. We're gonna, I just want you to vote to tell me whether you think that Jonah is demonstrating sinful anger or righteous anger, okay? Is this a good thing or a bad thing? Let, let's, let's say, how many of you think that this is, he is demonstrating sinful anger? Anger. This is not a good thing that he is doing this. Okay, so how many of you think, any, anybody think that this is a righteous thing? Okay, so why is it that we all see it, but he can't? You ever notice that when you're furious, when you're mad, you can't see clearly? You start seeing red? Here's the problem. Whenever we're in the heat of the moment, our anger always feels 
justified. Of course I'm right. Of course I have a right to be angry. Uh, and so, so, so what is his justification? Why is he angry? Well, verse 2 tells us, verse 2 says, Oh Lord, is this not what I said when I was yet in my country? Because I knew what you were going to do. So, so remember, Jonah chapter 1, God has said, I want you to go to Nineveh. And, and you're going to call out against them. But Nineveh was the enemy. Nineveh, they, they, they were a threat. Those, those people were, were an offense. And, and, it, and apparently their evil had gotten so bad that, that God was about to step in. And so Jonah is not interested in any way of crossing borders or racial barriers to help those people. They're not worthy. And, and, and the reason he was so angry, he didn't want to warn them because he knew what God would do if they repented. And we, we've learned that, right? That, that God responds in grace to repentant sinners. And Jonah didn't want anything to do with that. They don't deserve it. They deserve justice. Man, we love seeing people get what they deserve, don't we? We kind of enjoy um, watching uh, people fall apart in their lives. You just think of like O.J. Simpson, uh, Tiger Woods, Lance Armstrong, people like that, or any number of recent political dumpster fires. I mean, we just love watching people's lives burn, right? We, we enjoy seeing that. I know that some of you were kind of hoping that, that Mayweather would have gotten knocked out last night. And, and, and for those of you who didn't decide to stay up until like 1 in the morning to see it, he didn't. All right, that was a wise choice for you not to. But some of you were like hoping that he would just get what's coming to him. Or, or we kind of get our kicks out of seeing like the latest Dallas Cowboys land in jail, right? We kind of enjoy that kind of thing. So, so here's the deal. Sorry, Ben. We love seeing people get what's coming to them, especially people that we find annoying, people that we find uh, threatening. We, we really want to see people hurt who have hurt us. I don't want them to, uh, I, I, I just want to see them get their just deserves. You ever just want to see people pay? How about that coworker? You know that one that cheats. They're always like cutting corners. They're never doing the job right. Like, they, they, honestly, they don't deserve the paycheck, let alone a raise. They're just like, they're always like, they're not doing the job and everybody else knows it and sees it. They're just annoying, man. And, or or, or that, that coworker that lies. The, the one that, there's all, they're, they're, they're never at fault. They've, they're always covering for themselves, making everybody else look bad. Or maybe there's that guy who's just a pervert. Like, he, like, every time he opens his mouth, all this, the way he treats women and, and all the things he talks about, and he's, he's gross. Or, or that boss who's, who steps on people just to stay ahead. He's always trying to keep people below him, and he's just kind of a, a, a jerk. Or, or that roommate that you have, that, that they're so selfish, and they're, they're just thoughtless. They never think about anybody. They never think about how the things are going to affect anybody else but themselves, right? Or, or that woman that's in your circle of friends that's a, that's a gossip, and it's always like uh, ragging on people and making them uh, sound as though they're, they're terrible and, and she's better than everybody else. And she's kind of a snob and all her, her selfies on Facebook just kind of makes you sick when you're watching it. Listen, if those people, if they were to be celebrated and rewarded, man, that would just burn us up. Because I, I just want to see them get what they deserve. And you know, I think I'd be more gratified if I'm the one that gets to make them pay, right? If I'm the one that gets to put them in their place, rip them apart with my words, I, I think I'd feel pretty good if I got to do that. And sometimes we even feel this way 
about people that we say we love. Or we're harboring bitterness against our spouse or a friend or even a, a brother or sister in our church. In my heart, I just want to see them pay. I want to make them feel the way I felt. That's Jonah's heart, okay? He just wants to see Nineveh pay. They deserve it. But instead, God gives them grace. And that is what verse 1 says, displeased Jonah exceedingly. That, the phrase is kind of interesting in the Hebrew. It would actually be translated this way. It was evil to Jonah. A great evil. Can I just tell you, you have stooped to new lows when you are ready to call a gracious and wonderful act of God something that's evil. A spiteful, self-centered heart is really sick, isn't it? And who's he really angry at? And he's really angry at the Lord. How dare you treat those people like that? That's why he ran in the first place. I don't want anything to do with a God who's going to treat those kind of people with grace and mercy when they don't deserve it. I want justice. And, and justice is a good thing. Do you know that? We need a God who is just. I hope that you look around and you see the evil in our world and there's a sense of kind of groaning in your heart like this isn't right. Somebody's got to do something. We, we, we need a God who is just. We have a problem with evil. And I just tell you this, like, be assured, God has a bigger problem with evil, okay? He doesn't sweep it under the rug. He does not ignore it. God has and he will deal with evil forever. He is just. Jonah's problem is that God would mix mercy into his judgments, especially the people he didn't want to receive mercy. And he's ready to say God was wrong. That was evil what God did. So, so it, it, it's kind of foolish to think that, that you're a better judge than God, is it not? Like, God, you should have consulted me first. I know what's right. There's no way I would have forgiven them. There's no way I would have. I would have been fair. But see, whenever you want to make people pay, we're playing God. And we make terrible gods. Do you know that? I would be a terrible, you should be glad that I'm not a God. Right? And if you know that, why don't you turn to the person next to you and tell them? Be glad I'm not God. Go ahead and tell them. Be glad I'm not God because you wouldn't be here if I... No, that's we're not going to say. See, Jonah's on a roll here and he starts accusing God. Listen, listen to what he says here in verse 2. This is not a good plan to accuse God, by the way. But, but here's what he says. For I knew that you are a gracious and merciful God, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and relenting from disaster. He's like throwing this in God's face like it's a bad thing. Come on now, those are awesome. Those are good characteristics, but he is so steaming mad that he can't see straight and he's actually forgotten that he has benefited himself from those traits of God, right? Did, did he not just praise God for saving him in chapter two? And I know that was super creepy that like a, a fish was gonna swallow you, but that was salvation. 
He was drowning. He was going to die. And he cried out to the Lord and the Lord heard him. The Lord answered him. And and when he was going down, God brought me back up from the pit. And, And so he says, salvation belongs to the Lord. He's ready to praise God when it's about him. But apparently somehow Jonah had got it in his mind that he was deserving of God's salvation. So note this. When I just want to see people pay, I'm ignoring my own debt. Jonah had received mercy and grace that he would never deserve. Kind of the New Testament equivalent of this is the unmerciful servant, which we looked at back in January. We were learning that we forgive without limits. This is what we do because forgiven people forgive. You remember that unmerciful servant. He came to a king and he had a debt he would never be able to pay off. I mean, it was, it was just outrageous how much money he owed. And he was begging for more time. Just give me more time. And, and the king didn't give him more time. Instead, he said, it's, it's done. It's forgiven. You don't have to pay. You're free. But that servant went out and found someone else that owed him a little bit of money. And it was a significant amount of money. But he got this guy. He grabs him by the neck. And he says, pay me what you owe. And he refused to forgive this guy his debt. He refused to show mercy. And and, and so the king was pretty angry about that. And you can see this, Matthew chapter 18, verse 33. Here's what the king says. Should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? Can I just ask you, has Jesus, has he been merciful to you? Has God forgiven you a debt that you could never pay and never deserve? And so now, when your husband says something to you, or they, he, he treats you in a way that is awful, or when your kids just outright rebel and kind of infuriates me, when, when my roommate or my neighbor crawls under my skin, when that jerk hurts me, when I just want to see them pay, instead I see Jesus hanging on the cross in my place. He didn't deserve that. He died the death that I deserve, but he gives me life that I don't deserve. And the gospel kind of checks my heart. And so now, instead of wanting to just see you pay, I would like to celebrate with you that you get the same kind of mercy that I've got. But whenever whenever I just want to see somebody pay, that's a good time for me to check my heart. Check my heart. Let me give you the second symptom of a spiteful, self-centered heart. When I care more about what I'm losing than the loss. So Jonah's going to learn this is kind of a shocking story here. Verse 5, Jonah went out of the city and he sat to the east of the city and he made a booth for himself and he sat under it in the shade until he should see what, the, what would become of the city. And now the Lord God appointed a plant and made it come up over Jonah that it might be a shade over his head to save him from his discomfort. And so Jonah was exceedingly glad because of the plant. But when dawn came up the next day, God appointed a worm that attacked the plant so that it withered. And when the sun rose, God appointed a scorching east wind and the sun beat down on the head of Jonah so that he was faint. 
And he asked that he might die. And he said, it is better for me to die than to live. I think that's how he sounded. But God said to Jonah, kind of deja vu, isn't it? Do you do well to be angry for the plant? And he said, yes, I do well to be angry. Angry enough to die. And the Lord said, you, you pity the plant for which you did not labor, nor did you make it grow, which came into being in a night and perished in a night. That's kind of miraculous. And should not I pity Nineveh, that great city, in which there are more than 120,000 persons who do not know their right hand from their left, and also much cattle. So, so Jonah's going out in the city. This is just, I mean, he's just not a hero, is he? He goes outside of the city, and he is hoping that he's going to get to see Nineveh blown off the map. I'm telling you, spiteful, self-centered heart's kind of sick. He's like kicking back with his popcorn, hoping that he's got front row seats to watch his enemies burn. It's kind of sadistic, isn't it? But, but, but then uh, verse 6, God um, appointed, that, that word reminds us his sovereignty. God is in control the whole time. Still is. And God appoints this, this plant, and, and you're going to see, that, that's just grace. And apparently this was kind of miraculous, and this is going to be an object lesson, okay? So, so uh, God makes this plant come out of nowhere, and, and it's uh, going to provide shade over Jonah's head. Now, I just got to tell you, I, I'm like feeling for Jonah at this point, honestly. I got to empathize with him a little bit because I hate to be hot. Uh, Carissa and I, uh, she, it's awesome. We love going out and having a picnic. And we'll go outside, and, and, but, but the problem that we have is I start to sweat at about 60 degrees, and she starts to freeze at about 80. And, and so, like, there's this, like, we're always, like, striving for this, like, balance and trying to find the happy medium. And, and she loves sitting out under the heat of the sun. Do we have any other sun worshipers out here? Like, anybody? Okay, we're going to pray for your idolatry. Uh, but listen, I, so here's how this works. When we go out to a picnic, I'll grab a blanket, and we have to strategically place the blanket half in the shade, half in the sun. I can't hang out in the sun, man. It's too hot. I hate it. And so, so I kind of feel it for Jonah, because, and, and, and here's why God did it. It says to save him from his discomfort. You could circle that word, discomfort. It's an interesting word there, because that is the same Hebrew word as disaster in verse 2. When, 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 God, or he said that God is a God who relents from disaster. It's the same word that we saw in chapter 3, verse 10. So you know what God is doing? He's doing the same thing for Jonah as he did for Nineveh. And of course, Jonah's like, it says, uh, Jonah was exceedingly glad. He's in a good mood. He's living the high life now, right? I mean, and this, this, I mean this is just sick. He's so happy when it's, you know, God's going to do this for me. Not happy when he's going to do it for somebody else. But then, verse 7, God appoints this worm. I don't know, like hungry caterpillar or whatever, but this little dude was hungry, and he came out, and he starts nibbling on this thing, and, and, and sure enough, uh, the, the, the plant dies, right? So, so by the way, I just want to point out to you, this word appointed, again, it has been used, it's used four times in the book of Jonah. The first time was in chapter 1, verse 17, right at the end there, where God appointed a fish. Now he's appointing a plant in verse 6. Then he appoints a worm in verse 7. And then he appoints a wind in verse 8. You see that there. God appointed a scorching east wind. So God is just like turning up the heat to teach him a lesson. And now Jonah just wants to die. 
He's like, God, just kill me now. I, I don't want to do this anymore. And, and so God asked him, verse 9, do you do well? Is this a good thing that you're angry? Heart check. It's really a setup, okay? And Jonah's just going to trap himself. Because here's what he says. Yes, I'm angry. I'm angry enough to die because this, this plant was so important to me. It was special. I need this. I have to have this. I love this. Whenever you get angry that you're losing something, uh, it might be an indication that you've turned that thing into an idol. And I know we always think about like idolatry is like, you know, those like little wooden statues, like stone statues that people like bow down. Listen, idolatry is anything that we would worship that we would say like, this is the most important thing. I have to have this. And if I can't get it, I'm going to be ticked off and I'm going to be angry. Don't mess with my idol, man. And so some of our idols that we would struggle with maybe would be like our stuff. Maybe it's our stuff. It's that, that thing that you have to have. Maybe it's uh, when your car gets dinged and chaw. Or don't drop my phone and crack my screen, bro. Like, you better watch out if that happens, right? Or time. Our time. Um, when I'm stuck in traffic or I'm waiting in line at something. When I'm interrupted, don't waste my precious time or, or convenience. Uh, man, when the AC's broken, the car, or, or this, seriously, this place doesn't have Wi-Fi? You gotta be kidding me. This stupid hotel doesn't have gluten-free? What are we, in the dark ages, right? Like, half time, uh, hashtag first world problems. Is that, that's like, that's, that's, it's that convenience. When we lose that, I have to have this. And how about relationships? When I lose that, then I start blaming God. God, why did you let this happen? Why haven't you brought someone into my life? And so I just got to tell you, a lot of times, these are good things. It's a great thing. But when I am losing my cool over something that I've lost or something that I am losing, something I want, something I think I need, it's showing that I have made this a top priority. It's kind of showing my idolatry. I deserve to have things go my way. And so Jonah's also looking at the plant and he's saying, you know what else I'm noticing about this? This plant deserved to live. It was wrong for you to strike it down, God. And so God says to him, oh, okay. I see. Well, if you think you have a right to pity the plant, then let me ask you a question. Should I not pity Nineveh? That great city where it has more than 120,000 persons who don't know their right hand from their left and also much cattle. I, I just, I, I hope you're seeing God's heart here. This book is not about a fish. This book is not even about Jonah. This book is about our great God. Do you see his heart here? Do you see the heart of God for people that are in need of his mercy and his grace? I want you to see this First Timothy uh, chapter 2, verse 4. If you don't know this, we need this. He is the God who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. That's our God. He wants everyone to be saved. This is His desire. He is merciful. He is gracious. And He has sent His Son, Jesus, to die for our sins so that we could be saved. And now He is sending us to go. Go be bold witnesses and proclaim salvation in Jesus' name. 
But Jonah's like, man, I don't give a rip about those people. I'm only caring about what I've lost. I only care about what's going on in my life. But when we get an up-close look at the heart of God, we start to get a heart check and we start to see how far our hearts have strayed, right? So do you see spite? Do you see self-centeredness? Do you even see self-righteousness in your heart? Our self-righteousness is an affront to the grace that we have been given but could never earn and will never deserve. We've got to stop looking in the mirror and being impressed with ourselves. And our nationalism that that undermines the heart of the mission, the very heart of the mission to make disciples of all nations. We've got to let go of our obsession for our nation's international prominence and privilege and let God stir our affections for a people that might be foreign to us but are on His heart that He may pour out His mercy upon them. And our racism has no place in the heart of believers who have been accepted and adopted as sons and daughters by a loving father. we got to stop looking at people who don't look like us, they don't eat like us, they don't talk like us, with hatred and with fear as though they are the enemy. And our excuses and our lack of concern, our lack of concern to tell other people about Jesus betray our own idolatry that would cause us to be more focused on ourselves and care more about what I stand to lose than those who are lost and on their way to hell. These things do not reflect the heart of God. And we're, we see it so clearly, right? It could not be more pronounced in Jonah. His foolishness and his hypocrisy, his, his spiteful, self-centered heart. And God's basically saying, Wait, 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 let me just get this straight. You care more about a plant than people? Is that right? And then there's this weird part in the question about, like, cattle? Like, where'd that come from? I honestly think that that's, I think that that might actually be a little sarcasm. He's like, oh, so, so, let's, so if you care so much about a plant, maybe you'll care about some animals. You care about some animals? And that's how the book ends. How are you going to respond, Jonah? But it's really a question for us. Is my heart like God's? I think about, think, think about somebody that you know that doesn't know Jesus. I want you to picture them in your head right now. You, you know, I don't know if it's like family member, friend, neighbor. Coworker. If they don't know Jesus, then they're lost, right? This is time for a heart check. Is my heart like God's? My heart is sick if I care more about my life and inconveniences than I care about the fact that that person that you're thinking about right now is lost and dying and on their way to They deserve it, right? They deserve it. But so do I. But God has given me mercy and grace. I'm praying that our hearts would have that. We just want to see other people experience this as well. I was really excited to hear that one of our small groups, is they're making some, uh, some major steps to be more intentional and effective in sharing their faith. I love that. I praise God when our church beats with the heart of God. So let's pray that our hearts will be broken 
broken for those that are lost. That we would gladly lose comfort and convenience, counting the cost and compelled to cross lines of division and to care and to show compassion for those who were just like we were. Motivated by the mercy and the grace of God to share this good news. Hey, do you know this? Listen, listen. Jesus saves. That's the heart of this. That we would see God's willingness to be merciful and gracious. Did you see his heart in this book? Is your heart more like Jonas? Or is it increasingly becoming more like the God who loves and wants all people to be saved? Father, I'm praying that you would do this in us. Thank you that you love us. Thank you that you are merciful and you're gracious. We don't deserve it. God, I don't deserve it. Forgive me for thinking I do. Forgive me for my self-righteousness that would look at those people and say, well, they don't deserve it. And I'd rather see them pay. I'd rather see them get what they deserve, what's coming to them. God, you, you don't treat us as our sins deserve. I praise you for that. You have not treated me as my sins deserve. Lord, would you just stir our heart, our affections for your son Jesus. We don't want to be motivated by guilt. We want to be motivated by the gospel. We want to be motivated by the grace and the mercy that you have extended to us, that you want to send us to be bold witnesses to declare this glorious news that Jesus saved. So may we lift high the name of Jesus in our worship. God, may you make our hearts more like yours. It's never just another Sunday. I'm praying that your spirit has been present and you're working in us to make you make us more like yourself. Do it in us, God. You get the glory. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.